Welcome to the Apple of Truth, a weekly podcast where we usually cover every episode of Lucifer in chronological order. I'm Lena. And I'm Vero. And today we are getting ahead of ourselves and bring you our very own thoughts on Season 5, Part 1. Yay! What a ride. You're so enthusiastic <laughs> today, Vero. This is going to be so much fun. I'm very enthusiastic. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Maybe because we talked already yesterday. <laughs> so we're going to go through this, talk about things we liked in general, talk about things we didn't like in general, talk about all the things that confused or puzzled us. Mm-hmm. Then we're gonna put out some potentially wild predictions just so you, dear listener, can laugh at us in the future. And then, of course, we're gonna have some general thoughts as those of you who already do listen to us might be well used to because we basically do that at the end of every episode. I have to admit, honestly, right off the bat, that my don't like list is practically non-existent. Have no fear. My two lists are exactly the same length. Oh, good. Sometimes I wonder if you even like the show. (laughs) I love this show. This is why I hold it to such a high standard. You keep saying that, but last week you were hating on one of the episodes and it was just... What? It was a lot. It was a lot. Yes. It was a lot. It happens. I stand by my points that I made. And I stand by the fact that I made you actually appreciate that episode in the end. So, you know, I softened the blow. That's very well put. You did soften a blow. I still stand by the things that I said. If you are wondering what episode we're talking about, it is season two, Stewardess Interruptus. So, but let's first talk about the positive things. Yeah. Things we liked about season five, part one. Apart from the fact that we finally did get a season five, part one, which of course is something we definitely appreciate. Can't wait for part two. B. <laughs> is it part A or is it part It's one? part A. It's part A. Sorry, okay, then. You know, like, you're gonna be the one dealing with the angry emails who say that you misnamed the episode, so... <laughs> That's okay, slide in my DMs. It's lucifer at tot-podcast.com. So, what did you like? Since apparently your like list is much longer than your no-like list. Let's get you started on the likes. there was a lot of things that made sense to me. I like the fact that since we started going through this, I feel like I have gotten to know the characters way better than after my first watch ages ago. It's just nice to come to something like this. We're halfway through season two currently. So, going into season five and skipping a lot that happened and getting to the characters and seeing that they are still the same characters and they're really true to themselves. So that was a very important thing to me and it was very nice to see. It just felt so familiar and nice and I really appreciate it because since then a lot has happened because they have been cancelled and picked up and changed networks and there is a lot of nudity now. And by nudity, yes, I'm talking about Tom Ellis's butt. So, you know, there is a lot of stuff in that area where I was very appreciative. I think that they did a very, very good job overall with the plot twists and the way this entire bit of the season was directed and written. There is a lot of things that jumped out at me and surprised me. The little details that are so true to the show are still there. A lot of fun moments, a lot of scary moments, a lot of suspense in general. A lot of fun service, which is kind of like a both like and Double-edged dislike to sword. me. Yeah, because 
because some of the little details like naming the alternative universe type of character dancer is a little tidbit that I fucking adored. It was so perfect. That is, if you didn't know, now you know that was original name of Chloe Decker was actually Chloe Dancer in the original script, which is fun and fact brought to you by Lena. Yes, listen to our very first episode. Very first episode, yes. So these little moments were great. Or when Ella was the stand-in for the entire fandom. Exactly. But there were a few moments where it just felt a little too much. We're getting to the bad parts later on. Then the whole situation, the way they handled Michael himself. I loved it. And I know that you're going to disagree with me on that accent. I know you're going to hate it. But since I'm talking now and you don't get to stop me, I'm going to put it out there. Don't stop me now. I loved the way Tom Ellis approached that role. And yes, that includes the body posture and it includes the whole attitude of Michael. And that includes also the accent because I don't think that it was necessarily meant to be just a generic American accent. I think it was supposed to be a bad accent. It feels like there's something off and it's making me very uncomfortable. And I think this is exactly what I hoped for it to be. I love the fact that you're already trying to defend a position that I do not even plan to attack. Good. I honestly loved that little detail and I loved how uncomfortable that entire accent thing made me in that moment, in all of those moments. Let me go into the general things I liked. I loved every single little tiny thing that was Ella related. Ella was by far for me the star of this season. Even though the plot twist with her boyfriend being shady as fuck was obvious to me from second one, everything about Ella and all Ella related stuff to me was fucking brilliant and I love every little second of it and season 5 part A turned Ella into my favorite character. The fact that she took off her shoe to beat Michael up in episode 2. From the very first moment till the very end. From her mafia approach in the black and white episode. Everything. Every second of Ella was pure bliss to me and she is now my favorite character. Welcome. I loved, loved, loved what they did with Dan in general, especially from episode 6 and 7 and 8. Mm. He is such a great friend. He's a great dad. He really tries to help Lucifer with the bracelet stuff and everything. Mm -hmm. And he finally learns about this all being the celestial bullshit that is happening. I love the portrait reaction. I mean, wow. The acting of Kevin at the graveyard was fucking amazing. I found his progress through this realization and the manipulation with Michael extremely believable. He works so super fast through this, which I still find believable because he has again and again proven what a strong mentality he has. Mm. And so Dan also rose very, very much in my ranking with this first half season. I also was extremely happy with Amenadiel finding proper peace in being a dad because I felt it was super well done. And also it's such an important message that man can be focused and content with being a dad, especially 
exactly with him having this problematic relationship with God as his dad and now him having this relation with Charlie. Of course, the Charlie twist is something else that we're going to talk about. But so Amenadiel also finally getting his footing and I'm there for it. Mm-hmm. I loved and I was so sad that I didn't get more of it. The Mace and Chloe team up mm-hmm. when they seem to be able to read each other's thoughts and talk for each other and finish sentences and stuff. That was like, I wanted more of this, but I'm extremely happy that we got it in this intensity. So from a character level, those things made the season for me. Ella, Dan, Amelodeal and the team up. Okay. And the other things that I was really into are all very episode related. Okay. Is The Shining Hallway one of them? Oh my God, I was so good. It was so fucking creepy. I think that there is a lot of little details that I'm gonna get into once we go through this specific episode in our podcast where they actually draw little images and bits and pieces from The Shining and I can't fucking wait. There is a lot of anticipation for me for the actual details. There was so much but I have a few things that I want to get into very very superficially. Mm -hmm. For example episode one Lucifer using demons to send messages to Chloe to help her with the case. Isn't that the sweetest thing ever? Yeah. I was like, Mm-hmm. Then episode three, the whole title card being Lieutenant Diablo and the whole story with Lieutenant Diablo and Detective Dancer is so great. And also when Mace and Linda watch the show and Mace's counterpart shows up and is called Blaze and is this huge muscular man. And Mace is so with it. She's so into it. I don't know. Have you ever watched Avatar The Last Airbender? No. Because I got serious tough wipes from this. Because in one of the episodes, they watch a theater play of their own story. And Toph, being this tiny, tiny girl, is played by this humongous muscular man. And she's totally into it. And so I absolutely love this moment. I love the brutality between Lucifer and Michael when he cuts his his face that was so intense that's very rough but I liked that they pretty much partially solved their problem exactly it was well done so yeah I was super into that because of the rawness in that scene mm-hmm. episode four the songs were so amazing and I'm so so happy that we finally got the proper soundtrack oh my god oh my god exactly so this is like finally we don't have to use YouTube to get those snippets with the background noise we can actually listen to these songs in high quality and I just love it so much unfortunately we don't get all of the songs but we get the best ones we get all along the watchtower at least we have something that is more than we had before (laughs) that's true episode 5 I was laughing tears with the nuns reacting to Amenadiel that was so so fucking funny and also the quote that what God does sends me here sends me there kills a nun Chloe says that yeah I know and I was just like damn girl you salty yeah duh and I was so there for it it was so brilliant episode 6 Mace trying to channel Ella yeah by the way directed by Richard Spade Jr is fucking perfect 
perfection. And also in episode six, we get the girl gang back together working undercover at Lux was hilarious and also gave another amazing quote, the oldest immature person in the world, which let's be honest, is the perfect definition of Lucifer. True. This concludes my things I liked list. Surprised. Did you think I had something else on this list that I didn't mention? No, I was surprised that you went into so much detail, actually. Oh, this is not detailed. This is my preliminary notes when I first watched this without pausing was six pages. Yeah. So I'm going to have lots of opinion when we finally get to cover it episode by episode. I didn't have that many notes. I nowhere near as many notes. I didn't want to note myself out, if you know what I mean. So things we didn't like. we didn't like. So. Was there anything you didn't like? Yes, there was a few things. Actually, speaking of the accents, I had a slight issue with... I was so on board with Lucifer and Michael looking the same and having different accents and having that distinguishment. Really like that. But when they took the same thing and repeated it with Lilith and Mace, I was slightly over it. So that was something that really didn't sit that well with me. I know that Leslie Ann was definitely at least partially channeling her own accent in that, but it just felt inconsistent and there were like bits and pieces where it felt like it's supposed to be all-timey for mid-40s type of uh, English in America, but then her South African accent was coming through. It was just very confusing to me and I wasn't 100% on board with that. Nowhere near as much as I was with Lucifer Michael. So that was the only negative thing I could say about episode 4 because other than that it was absolutely amazing. Uh, Another thing that I saw as a negative was that sometimes some of the plot twists I could see miles away. And it just felt, I think Ella says it really well in that episode at the fun service moment. Just fuck already. It's just, you know, stop dancing around like fucking idiots. Just do it already. Just, ah. And it's been said by Chloe as well. Let's just enjoy that we finally, how long did it take us to get here? Let's just enjoy it for a moment. I was so stressed out for this entire thing because when they finally get the fuck together, they just don't give us even one episode of happiness? What the fuck? I didn't like that, but also I like that, you know, if you know what I mean. You know what Absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So it just made me upset. And then in the last episode, in the episode eight, it just upsets me that they didn't get to finish their fucking conversation because Lucifer was about to say it and fuck Michael and Michael is a dick. Hashtag, Hashtag Michael is a dick. 100%. There is the slightly underwhelming moment of the end of episode eight where you have this client Max is a massive fight and it's amazing and you're really going with it and then dad appears and it's just like I expected more. I don't know what I expected but I expected more. So this is kind of everything that I'm not positive to say about this. I'm extremely surprised because I would not have expected any of those things to be things that you didn't like. What would you expect me to not like? I thought that you would especially agree with my first and biggest issue with this half season Mm -hmm. which is Mace. Mace has 
has an entire half season of non-development. She is stuck in the same place of betrayal, self-hate, unworthiness and pettiness that she has been going throughout the entire show. There has been zero character growth, which is such a shame because those of you who listen to our podcast know that Mace, as of now, where we are in the coverage, is my absolute favorite character. And now with season five giving us the idea of her getting a soul, that has so much potential. But her character development is so non-existing that I do not see how they can make this interesting or even believable. I think in this moment from everything that she does makes sense to me. That's why I didn't have a problem with it. Every single thing, every single decision that she makes, except for that maybe the little moment where she blames Lucifer for Lilith abandoning her, which I don't think is rationally... Oh no, Lucifer kept his word. Who could have seen this coming? Yeah. Hmm, let me blame Lucifer for not taking me down to hell when I had a fucking angel with no working wings who could have taken me down if I had just asked. Hmm, let me start being into Chloe even though this has no precedent and now be a petty fucking child after she breaks up with me even though we were never together and get back at her by making out with who she thinks is Lucifer. I'm sorry but I was super super angry because we have been there. We have done that. Where is the character development that for example Dan is getting? And I'm mostly angry because Maze is one of my favorite characters and I feel they betrayed her character by not giving her a development. Maybe the second half is gonna fix it. We'll see but this is what made me extremely angry. Let's not go into too much detail but like this was my main issue. What made me the angriest. On a very close second place is Linda's backstory. Did you hate that? I loved it. I fucking hated it. I forgot to mention it in the things I loved but I adored it. Nothing in Linda's character has given us any indication or reason to believe that she in her past has ever been so naive and stupid that she would ignore a pregnancy until she delivers and then just run away. I find that utterly non-believable for Linda's character as we have come to know her in four fucking seasons. And since Linda is my second favorite character, I felt like they did her so, so dirty. I respectfully disagree. I think it makes absolute sense for her character being overachiever and trying to understand human psyche because of this, what happened to her when she was 17 years old. Because this is an issue and this is actually bringing up something in America that is normal because the sexual education in America is so bad that from my understanding it's very easy not to get any education whatsoever and being repeatedly told over and over and over that it's a sin, it's a bad thing, you're not supposed to get pregnant and then that spiking up the denial. I understand that an experience like that in my opinion would push Linda into becoming who she is today. As I said there has been no indication Linda has no religious family background that would indicate that That she was raised by... Yes, exactly. They gave no reason that this backstory makes sense. For example, Ella's backstory has been hinted at time and time and time again. The only thing that has been hinted at Linda's backstory is that she thinks she's going to hell. That is all. Yeah. And that is not enough. That was enough to me. Yeah, not for me. Okay. And the third big thing that is also very personal to me is they fucking wasted Lilith as a character. And I'm so disappointed on a very personal level. I was worried that if they have Lilith show up ever, they were going to waste it. And so I was very torn if I even wanted them to have Lilith as a character in the show. They now had her in the show and the character sucks. And I'm so, so disappointed. Because for those of you who do not listen to this podcast so 
far, one of my given names is Lilith. So I'm very familiar with the character in all its different incarnations. That wasn't Lilith. And so I was extremely sad about that. And those three things were my general character issues with this. And as you might have noticed, I have three characters that I'm extremely happy with. And I have three characters that I'm extremely angry with. Because apparently my life exists in threes. <laughs> Magical number. Hmm. Do you have any specific tiny things in episodes that you didn't like? Uh, let me check real quick. I had a few things in several of the episodes, like small things that mm -hmm. were annoying to me. Mm -hmm. Like in episode two, everyone is way too blasé about the fact that faux Lucifer told a fucking white lie. Everyone goes like, oh, hmm, well, he's been in hell, so no, that should be okay. Like I expected them to freak the fuck out, so that annoyed me. I think that was the f one of the first moments where Chloe was like, wait a minute. She was, wait a minute, right after they kissed, which I found extremely yeah. believable and well done that she is the one pulling back from that kiss and looking very hmm, that felt wrong and afterwards she spells it out that this is when basically she started wondering speaking of Chloe I most of the times I'm not her biggest fan and how long she is taking to get over the I was made by God issue was grating especially since then at the very end Amenadiel had to spell out why this is actually a good thing and grants her free will and choice instead of taking it away and I felt like her taking so long to deal with this was only done to spread out the more episodes that we have gotten because originally season 5 was supposed to be 10 episodes and not 16 episodes mm. and I feel like in the original 10 episodes it would not have been several episodes for her to get over this the one thing I really hated with a passion about Michael mm -hmm. because I'm totally with you Tom Ellis is acting with the differences between Michael and Lucifer the accents the body language the clothing the scar in the face I'm totally there for it mm -hmm. the one thing I hated with a passion about Michael is in episode 3 I planted every idea ever in your head, especially the one about the rebellion. And I'm sorry, just no. Just no. Why not? No, just rage quit. No. Nope. The thing the thing about Lucifer is that he is the one angel able to think for himself. And now making this that he did not think for himself mm -hmm. is just goes against all fibers of my being. So well, I, the question I was is like all of these things, like because we don't have a full season right now, a lot of this may be a setup for something in the future. Yes, but I I don't know that yet so I'm talking about as I feel now after the mid-season finale. Yeah, I personally don't believe that's true. We'll see. If it turns out that it's a twist and I didn't see it coming then I'm gonna be extremely happy but still right now I'm angry about it. That's fair enough. The reason why I'm not angry about it is because I don't believe it's true. Another thing that simply didn't work for me is Trisha Helfer and Lauren German did not have chemistry as a couple in the noir episode for me. Okay. They are amazing when they play mom and Chloe because this negative undercurrent between the two of them mm -hmm. works amazingly. I did not buy into them portraying the couple at all. I okay. don't know why, but that simply didn't work for me. And the final thing that really grind, really ground my gears, grinded my my gears? Steamed your nuggets. Yes, the final thing that really steamed my nuggets. This is a potterless reference, right? Yeah, yeah. Needs to be done. We need to spread the word. Was in episode 7, when Chloe keeps insisting that Lucifer is sharing his mojo with with her that they're sharing and the relationship and that relationship are about sharing when the entire episode it looked like he had lost the ability and she had gained it that is not sharing that is someone giving up something and the other one gaining and that made me extremely angry because everyone even Linda was so blind to the fact that he had lost something and of course that is terrifying when you lose such a basic part of your being 
Mm. It made me angry because Chloe has been a lot of things, but she has never been inconsiderate like that. And that made me angry because even though I'm not Chloe's biggest fan, she's an extremely good person. Yeah. And this did not feel like something Chloe would just dismiss if Lucifer is as freaked about it as he was in that episode. At the end, she comes around, but it just felt off to me. Okay. So yeah, those are the not too much into the detail things that I had issues with. I did go through my notes and I don't have really issues per se. I think mainly what kind of stands out to me are things that confused me a lot. Things that confused us is what we're talking about next, so this is perfect timing. This is exactly why I'm bringing it up. Segway! And (laughs) because that is our next segment, I'm going to start just talking about it. Yes, please. There is a timeline issue for me. Yes. And they do mention at the beginning that I think it's episode two, episode three, I believe. Doesn't matter. They mention at the beginning when Lucifer comes back and talks to Chloe and she reveals to him that she knows that she is a gift from God. He says, I have only known for a year. My mother told me a year ago, which (laughs) doesn't really fit our timeline, especially because then when Chloe gets abducted and Aminadil and Lucifer have the conversation about Lucifer being able to detective himself and find Chloe by actually using real detective work and Ames says it's not like you haven't learned anything over the years plural you've worked with the detective which doesn't make sense. I think he even says sense. last few years. I think he even even says that last few yeah years. I didn't write down the, the exact quote but it just gave us the idea of this being taking way longer than it was. Besides when we see the gravestone of Charlotte she dies in 2018 right? 2019? I feel like that was 2018, I think. And we for sure know that beginning of season 2 is happening in 2016 because of the release dates and because this is what we know from trying to figure out Chloe's age. So it just was very confusing to me, the whole timeline. Because I am okay in believing that it's been only a year since season 2 because there is a lot of very short-term time jumps between episodes. So I am okay with believing that. But then they throw another information at me and it just feels really confusing so that was the biggest thing that I had with this. I find it hilarious because usually I'm the one who goes into freeze frame the headstone to see the date because I completely agree with you that I have timeline issues mine just came from a very different place Hmm. because we already know that time in hell works very differently than it does on earth Mm -hmm. but in episode one where the events in hell happen at the same time as the events on earth they are perfectly in sync and it makes zero sense because they have addressed the fact that time works differently in the past so they should have addressed this somehow in this episode and this is where I was like what? Yeah not to mention that at the very beginning the guy Lee I believe is his name he literally just dies and Lucifer says you've been through this loop already over 200 times or something like that so that would indicate that he's been there for quite a long time already even though he only just died on earth so as much as I love the concept and the way it was shot and the way it was it doesn't work it it doesn't 100% work on all situations especially because they ignored it unless Lucifer 
is specifically doing something in order to get this. Then they should have mentioned it because they talked about it in season two, how different time works in Hell and Earth. So it is canon and that means it should have been well, mentioned. Well, they keep talking about it in this season as well. No, they have Michael claiming and lying. So that is different. No, also Lucifer says that he's been away for eons of time from Chloe. Which makes even less sense than that those two things line up as perfectly as they do. Never mind. So I agree with you. The timing issue was an issue. I didn't even think about the other issue that you pointed out with Charlotte's death and everything and how long Lucifer has been a detective consultant, a police consultant. But you're absolutely right. Anything else that made you curious or confused? The entire powers shifting. And I'm expecting this to be explained in the future episodes. The fact that Lucifer at one moment is vulnerable and then the other is not. The fact that they're supposed to be self-actualizing. But also the fact that the mojo is jumping from one person to another. Then suddenly... It didn't jump. That's the point. The mojo didn't jump. The dude was starstruck because he knew Chloe from Hot Top High School. It only works on Lucifer, on no one else. Yes, but has she never said the words to Lucifer before? No, she hasn't. Either way, but that's not the only thing. Like the whole thing with the mojo and the whole thing with like, I'm vulnerable now, I'm not vulnerable next second. Amenadiel being able to slow down time out of nowhere and not being able to do it like two seconds before. The whole confusion about powers and what's happening and how it's happening. I'm hoping that this is going to be addressed in more detail in the future. That is one of the things that I had no issue with because we had that in the past. It's not an issue, it's more of a curiosity. It didn't confuse me because we had it in the past with their wings and everything and if they believe something or if their subconscious fucks with them, yada yada. So that was something that didn't confuse me at all. Yeah, that's it. That's it? Yeah. Okay, I have questions. Okay. Why was Trixie only in one episode? I seem to recall that the actress has another engagement. I did Do not you look know? into that at all. Okay. Did you not find it curious that Trixie is only in one single episode? No. She is mentioned... As a huge Trixie advocate, always missing her in our episodes. Well, I think it's a little bit different when you watch it all in once and don't go like into very detail with each episode. So I didn't actually notice that she wasn't there because she has been mentioned a bunch of times. Three times, if I'm not mistaken. She has been mentioned by Chloe at least thrice. But that was just by Chloe, if I can think of it now. But like, I didn't make notes. I just felt like she was mentioned enough. I didn't miss her. Okay, surprising. I actually have to correct myself. She's in two episodes. She is in the noir episode and she is in the babysitting episode. So correction, she's in two episodes, not one. <laughs> Maybe that's why it didn't feel as bad. Then the thing I'm really, really curious about is Charlie. Is mm-hmm. he actually a vanilla mortal or is this a classic misdirection? It well, seems like it because if Ames's powers don't do affect him, that would make him immortal. But they do affect him. That's what I said. If they do affect him, that would make him immortal. A mortal, sorry. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't think that Charlie actually is is a vanilla mortal but I'm gonna go into that when we go into the predictions part Mm -hmm. so I'm curious about that I'm very curious I mean I'm obviously not happy with the reveal with the ring and everything but I'm very curious about the ring because it apparently contains Lilith's immortality I do wonder if it also contains her soul and if either the immortality part is gonna be used on Chloe or the soul part is gonna be used on Mace and if either happens I'm gonna be extremely disappointed and angry 
Henry. Okay. <laughs> so I'm curious about the whole ring business and also why the fuck would this be the only thing that Lucifer brought with him from hell? Well, he had the coin as well. Because that's his ticket to travel back that had a use. The ring doesn't have any use that we Well, know it of has so a far. sentimental value to him. Does he have any other sentimental valued possessions? I don't really see why this would be so sentimentally valued to him, but I'm not going to go into my little friend now. I'm going to go into the little friend when we cover episode four of season five. So the ring is something that I'm extremely curious about because I have been talking about this ring from pretty much the first episode. Yes, I know. I have noted. Also, Michael was wearing also the same ring. And so I wonder if Michael, when he decided to pretend to be Lucifer, if he had to go into like a pawn shop and get the similar looking ring just so he could pull it off or if there's something else with it going on. So I was very, very curious because I paid attention to this. He's wearing a ring. Okay, I didn't notice. Wow. And then I have two curious things about the actresses. Mm -hmm. Rachel Harris looked exhausted in the first few episodes. Like physically exhausted. Good actress. I kind of wonder, was that deliberate because she is so overwhelmed with Charlie? Mm. Or was something else going on? Because I actually don't know how you could make yourself look so exhausted without severe method acting. So (laughs) I was very confused by that. And I was actually kind of worried for her in the first few episodes because she looks done. Well, she gets better though over the time. Yeah, so exactly. I would assume that it's connected to her role. It fitted perfectly, but I was worried for the actress because the character looked so exhausted. <laughs> and pretty much the same goes for Chloe, or rather Lauren German. She looks extremely thin and haggard. I don't know if it's because of what they put her in, or if it's because of like her losing weight somehow, or is it just the hair change? I was worried that she was actually ill, or I don't know, maybe pregnant. And some women, when they're pregnant, they gain weight, and others seem to just be belly and nothing else, because their body just goes... And mm. like takes everything away and they, then you are just bones, basically. So I was a bit worried for the actress there. Mm. I have not read up because I didn't want to spoil myself too much. And so, yeah, I'm very worried, actually, about that part. Okay. I just hope she's doing well and is healthy and happy and everything is fine. Because if it's just method acting, I'm just going to go like, <laughs> damn, I'm impressed. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that concludes the things I'm curious or confused about. Cool. Prediction time. Oh. Oh, hell no. (laughs) I'm going wild on this. I'm making wild claims for the future. Go for it then. All right. First prediction. Mace will get a soul. I'm already expecting a twist. She already has a soul because she was in love with Eve and loving is something you can only do if you have a soul. Okay. Second prediction. Michael ends up ruling hell. Third prediction. Michael's scar will somehow get fixed. He will have a perfect face again. Mm Mm-hmm. Fourth prediction. Charlie is not a vanilla mortal, but a proper Nephilim. Okay. Fifth prediction. Lucifer actually saying the words I love you to Chloe won't have any consequences whatsoever, but he (laughs) thinks they would have had, which is what has kept him from saying it out loud in the first place. Okay. Next prediction. Ella will get a proper, good and healthy relationship before the show ends. (laughs) And my final prediction. Dan will become part of my top three characters because they will continue to fuck up mace and make Dan better and better and better. Okay. Ta-da! I didn't write them down like that. 
So my prediction that I made about episode 5, I made a prediction which has not been confirmed nor denied yet. And that is Ooh. that the voice of God that told Amenadiel that it's okay to leave hell was actually Michael. Ooh, I've heard that before. Trying to stir some shit up in hell. Because currently hell is unattended. There is nobody taking care of it. And supposedly that's supposed that, that that should be okay? I don't think so. So you think hell is gonna bite us in the butt? A hundred percent. I am very much convinced about that. Wild prediction that I am kind of expecting to happen is that God, since he's been having Michael yapping into his ear for millennia, he will actually be on Michael's side. <gasps> And he's gonna fuck some shit up now. That would be amazing! That would oh be so god. good. I did not think of that. And oh my god, I would be so there for it. Uh, and this is what is gonna give us the last season, I think. This is what's gonna give us the plot for the rest of the season. And then in season six, we're gonna make sure that everybody's get their happy ending. And, mm. you know, Dan's gonna end yeah. up in heaven and stuff. He's gonna die, yes. I'm predicting Dan's gonna die. Because he is the odd character out. He is the one that doesn't have anybody except for Trixie in theory. I was actually worried for Ella in episode 8. They have focused so much on her relationship. This is actually what kind of gave away to me that the motherfucker is the motherfucker. That Pete is the serial killer. Yes. So the way they set up Ella, because I don't remember them doing it so intensely in previous seasons. Maybe I just don't remember. But they have been so heavy on the fact that she only chooses the wrong people. The bad boys. The bad boys. That it just made absolute sense to me and from the second Pete showed up on the screen I was terrified that he was gonna be something like that. And I was right. I was sure that he was. Yeah. I was so glad that when they found the other guy and I was like yeah it's not him. Ah. However I think that with them focusing more on Ella it will give us a higher chance that Ella's gonna stay with us and actually will somehow build herself into the actual inner family that we have. I actually fear that they just give us more emotional connection just to make it hurt more. But we'll mm -hmm. see. I think that they are kind of setting up Dan for leaving. We'll see. At certain stage. So this is my prediction. This is my expectation. And Chloe and Lucifer, my prediction about them is that they will break up. It's not gonna work out for now. Something is gonna fuck some shit up. God's gonna fuck some shit up. And they're gonna be both heartbroken and they're gonna go away just to get them back together on the very last episode. So we get the happy Oh my god, if that after. happens, I'm gonna hate it. Yes, I'm gonna hate it too. But... Perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm there like, for it. I'm like, yes, this is my expectation. I like being unhappy. Of course you do. I know. Me too. <laughs> Not me too. I know that you I was do. about to say, you don't. I, I do. I just want them to be happy. No more world predictions? No more predictions. Then I have a nice monologue prepared for my general thoughts. Oh, okay. Go for it. Do you have general thoughts? No. <laughs> so I'm going to go monologuing and then you close us out. Okay, go for it. This half season felt both rushed and too long at the same time. I feel like they let several characters go utterly to waste, like Mace, Linda and Elith, while simultaneously making others into their best version yet. Ella, Dan and Amenadiel. I personally got utterly spoiled on several things before this aired and I really think it's a fucking shame. Many, especially smaller things, would have been much more enjoyable had I not been spoiled. The directing and the effects felt light years better than in the early seasons. It's been a while since I've watched season 3 and 
before so maybe there is like a normal progression there but I was very very happy with that and I'm especially taken by Kevin's directing he directed episode 8 and I seem to recall that he directed one of the special episodes in season 3 I can't wait to rewatch that and mm-hmm. then compare those two episodes from a direction standpoint the writing was great in the sense that even when the episodes itself grated on me when it came to the story or when they were utterly predictable the writing still kept me greatly entertained and provided some ridiculously brilliant quotes I've actually seen people complain about being bored during the noir episode and I have absolutely no understanding for that writing wise I adored episode 4 I only hate the Lilith part about it but otherwise it's an amazing episode we already talked about getting a full armor for a photo with Kevin the entire episode is brilliant except Lilith there are so many people on social media talking shit about this episode like they skipped through it they fell asleep they were bored they checked the time and I'm just like what the fuck's wrong with you (laughs) all in all there is more than enough to keep me invested in the story and the show but since two of my three favorite characters got done very dirty in my mind plus they fucking wasted Lilith I pretty much felt attacked personally which of (laughs) course I am aware is not a thing but let me be me (laughs) things that I have already read or got spoiled relating to season 5 part B and season 6 also sadly make me kind of skeptical but I will try to keep an open mind as I have done so with the rewatch and I think that's gonna work as it stands now I would have preferred if they had left us with the finale of of season 4 but since this is a mid-season break I'm quite optimistic that at the end of season 5 I'm gonna have changed my mind on this (laughs) one thing though that I have seen come up again and again on social media is that people are apparently hoping for a Decastar baby oh yeah I've seen that I'm going on record here I will hate that I do not want them to have a baby well technically that would be the the Antichrist no that would be the fucking Antichrist so no I'm very much here for God finally taking a proper hands-on approach we don't know that yet (laughs) and I'm curious how we will proceed and if any of my wild predictions are correct since we do not have a date yet for season 5 part B I shall keep myself busy with our podcast and who knows how far we'll have managed to catch up by the time we get part B yay with that thank you everybody for tuning in for this amazing warm up for season 5 if you like what you hear please do visit our social media and contact us or just listen to our backlog of episodes we have over 20 episodes currently and we are going systematically through the entire show episode by episode so please find the apple of truth on uh, twitter instagram or facebook or you can send us an email to lucifer at taot-podcast.com if you do want to get involved with anything else all of our extra content or want to just talk to us on a little bit different level and more privacy on our discord that is patreon exclusive so if you go to patreon.com slash taot podcast you will find our page where you can support us and get access to all of that we would be obviously eternally grateful if you do that but if not please enjoy the podcast itself it's a pleasure to see the numbers of you that are coming to us these days so thank you very much thank you and bye bye